0: I'd like to welcome you to a special Chi podcast with Julia from my yoga teacher training, where she's actually going through a birth chart reading, my birth chart reading. Julia has been offering this service through her Etsy store and she's done over 40, I recall her saying. Um, She's super humble about it and is approaching it as a beginner and there's always something to learn and I totally respect that approach and it's very much central to the philosophy of yoga. So without further ado, here is my birth chart reading with Julia. Cool, so I'm sitting here with Julia from our yoga teacher training. We met there, obviously, and Julia is into astrology amongst other things, and she offered to do a birth chart reading. Is that what you would call it?
1: Yeah, birth chart reading, natal chart reading, same thing.
0: Yeah, awesome. So what got you into astrology and birth chart readings?
1: Um, Originally, it was just, for me, like an important framework to help myself, I guess. Mm. Um, And I wanted to keep learning about it because it really, I like to learn and I feel like learning about astrology is never ending which really appeals to me Um, and you know other people like to hear about it and they like to hear about themselves and it's nice to introduce other people to it like as a tool to help them or however they want to use it
0: yeah for sure yeah nice so we've got my complicated looking (laughs) what would you even uh, call this graphic and like just the Birth chart.
1: Yeah, this is like the natal wheel.
0: Ah, okay, yep. Yeah. And so that's got like several houses and.
1: Yeah, so each house represents like a facet of life.
0: Ah, okay. Is that like yeah within like say like health relationships, etcetera.
1: Yep, yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, cool, interesting. Um, and then there's like planets surrounding that in different degrees or. Yeah,
1: the... within the houses. Yes. Ah,
0: okay, yeah, yeah, nice. All right, so you're gonna take me through starting with the Ascendant sign, right? Yep. And then just like focus on where there's other clusters. Yep. And then, yeah, just see where I've got the relevant placements, it sounds yep. like. Cool. Well, feel free to yeah. walk me through it.
1: Cool. Um, I'll just say first that I'm using tropical western astrology and i'm using the placidus house system there are like a different systems you can use
0: thank you for noting that that's uh something i wouldn't have realized
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yep. um so your ascendant sign is gemini um so what that means is it's also known as your rising sign same thing um so each sign is ruled by a planet and with your ascendant sign whatever planet rules that sign it also in a way rules your entire chart so mercury rules gemini um it also rules virgo for your information Mm -hmm. um so mercury's lending you like a curiosity and Mm. like a gathering of information or like a thirst for information um communication is important um yeah, that sort of thing.
0: That definitely resonates. Yep.. Mm.
1: Okay. Um, and So your ascendant is related to your first house. So your first house is Gemini as well. Um, and you have Mars here. So I'd imagine Mars is like uh, like it drives you. it's assertive it can be aggressive so um, I'd imagine you have a lot of drive when it comes to searching for information Mm. um, and learning and all those like mercurial things like you probably I find it so interesting in relation you have a lot of Scorpio in your chart and I find it interesting because Gemini or Mercury um, they like to probe for information and Mm. then scorpio likes to probe for like like psychological emotional
0: sort of stuff so like you're just
1: probing for all of it
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah i definitely resonate with everything you said there because like when i am trying to find information i can definitely go down like a rabbit hole and just like keep going until like yeah i've got so much information and then like try and Collate it all and similar, like and get to like you know the absolute crux of it. And yeah. Yeah. There's a definitely a drive that just takes me deep into that quest, and it's kind of useful in the application of, say, searching for the truth of existence because you know that's never ending anyway. It's good yeah. to have that drive. So yeah, that's really interesting.
1: That's cool. I wonder when you're um, in those rabbit holes. Gemini can really like uh, get tunnel vision and like pick on like one piece of information mm. and expand on that Um and so they f- can forget like the bigger picture of it all.
0: Yeah yeah I've definitely got to be conscious of that at times and like I can like zoom in really like microscopically on one thing and then usually I'm good now at catching myself and taking myself out a bit. So Yeah, okay. Yeah, maybe that lends to a beneficial thing when controlled.
1: Yeah, yeah, mm. cool. Um, so then we can look at your sun sign, which is in Scorpio. Yeah. In your sixth house, um, and we have a lot going on in this house. Mm. Um, we have Venus conjunct your sun sign so that means it's sitting closely within like a certain amount of degrees beautiful it's relevant it plays yeah the is they're playing with each other here pluto's also conjunct your sun um which is super interesting because in modern astrology pluto rules scorpio so you've got a lot of scorpio happening
0: mm interesting
1: um and so let's talk about Scorpio. Scorpio um, likes to, or just innately, um, experiences the spectrum of emotions that a human mm. can. Um, they, some Scorpios, are not afraid of this. Like they just, they dive, they dive on in. Like they're ready to feel it all. Mm. Um, or they just like things happen in their life where they have to feel it all Yeah. Um, and it's hard for them to run away from it whereas like I find your chart interesting because maybe you can run away from it because you have this Gemini and Gemini likes to run away from their feelings hmm. Gemini's scared of that depth Gemini likes to rationalise how they're feeling
0: yeah yeah it's um something that i'm at odds with at times because i'm like either i'm really good at processing emotions like where because i don't resist them i don't try and suppress them anymore and like i'll feel into them fully and then once you've you know fully experienced an emotion it tends to not be there Mm -hmm. but i'm like it seems like like i don't have like a big fluctuation of emotions anymore i'm i'm either really good at processing it or I'm bypassing it <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah okay that's interesting um
0: like I do kind of like it's a bit of my own perspective that I think you can get past like the duality and like up down roller coaster of emotions and then you can enter a state of well, being in states of being like you know in the higher levels of you know, joy, love, etc. Where they're more stable and consistent, rather than being in the wheel of like happiness, sadness,
1: etc. Yeah. Et right. Yep.
0: Um, but yeah, I'm not sure if I'm there or not. Time, yeah. time will tell. Maybe.
1: Yeah. Okay. See what comes up. Yeah, or just like situationally.
0: Yeah. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, interesting. I forgot to say that your first house represents um how you come across to people upon first meeting ah. or like your sort of self, like, um, self-discovery journey. Mm. Um,
0: yeah. That's interesting. Cause I feel like when I first meet people, that's when like, I'm at my most strongest personality. And then the more I get to know people, more of my own perhaps fear of judgment comes through and my personality tends to weaken and maybe that will reveal itself later in the chart.
1: Interesting.
0: Um, but yeah, that's something that I'm still working through.
1: Okay, mm. what do you mean by weaken?
0: Uh, so like when I first meet someone, like, it's far easier for me to have boundaries and um, kind of even speak my truth mm. more so. And then as I like start to feel more comfortable with someone and feel closer to them, maybe, there's a bit of not... When there's someone, like, that I like, it's so much harder for me to draw boundaries.
1: Right.
0: And then there's a concern of, like, not our being worried that, you know, they see the real man and be like, ah, oh, you know, not appreciate it or something.
1: Okay. Yeah, interesting. That's like... Um, I mean, I might be wrong, but I could frame that as like you know mars is here in your first house and you're being assertive and you're like setting the boundaries Mm. mars does that um but then like your son your personality your ego like who you think you are is in scorpio and scorpio is sensitive and scorpio isn't guarded scorpio is like this is me with all my emotions yeah help yeah um so when you're not like yeah when you're not setting your boundaries or what you just described like people see that really vulnerable Mm. depth of Scorpio
0: and maybe just to call myself out on the previous thing it would seem like that would be an emotion of vulnerability or whatever so maybe there's a lack of awareness around emotions still yeah just want to perhaps call that out (laughs) (laughs)
1: um yeah that makes me think about how Venus is next to your son. Um, and Venus is like beauty, romance, um, how you attract things, what you're attracted to, that sort of stuff. And we're looking at your sixth house. So um, sixth house is like your daily routines, mm. um, your jobs, um, like not necessarily your career um and your health and so with venus next to your sun i'm wondering if you really like you care about how you look yeah um which is a good thing that's fine um and you work on that most days Mm -hmm. um and then oh there's so many there's so many things here
0: and i can validate that because yeah like normally i use like moisturizer and whatever yeah and, okay you know try and do pretty much what you said
1: yeah right look
0: after myself so yeah yeah that that checks out
1: and so venus is next to this thing called black moon lilith
0: ah uh, yeah i've um, heard of that Know nothing of it
1: well black moon lilith is like your subconscious fears oh, okay. and just before when you were talking about like your fear of um judgment and that sort of thing this is like a fear of This could, like, manifest as a fear of, like, losing your attractiveness or, like, your Mm. ability to attract people. It can be, um, with Scorpio, it could be, like, fear of, like, losing your libido. Mm. It could be, um, it's, like, a fear of loss.
0: Yeah, And in your sixth
1: house, or, like, losing your health. Mm. Um, so that's really interesting.
0: And that's subconscious?
1: Uh, Yep. When, like, before, when I was talking about transits, so when the planets what they're doing right now in the sky if that touches or makes some sort of contact with that it activates it in a way Mm. and when black moon lilith is activated these subconscious spheres can become conscious interesting for the sake of transformation and when Mm. you're working with scorpio you are transforming scorpio is transformation scorpio is that like life death life rebirth cycle
0: interesting um
1: which is why they're probing for um, that depth of emotion. And I feel like you must do that a lot because you're also like using your intellect to do that. You're feeling through things. You're probably always like transforming and getting reborn over and over again.
0: Yeah, yeah, I can definitely agree with that. Which must yeah. be
1: exhausting.
0: I think, you know, like I've gone through periods probably uh, let's say from and. 19 to now where like I've lost and then like kind of come back to finding myself
1: mm-hmm.
0: and like probably like 10 to 15 times. Yeah, wow. And that's super exhausting because you know when you lose sense of who you are and then have to rebuild up from seemingly nothing
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, It's a good opportunity because you can rebuild with the parts of yourself that you want to include Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's also stressful and yeah, I think now it's just kind of part of my nature to be constantly like self-aware and analyzing, but in a healthy way because there's no longer like guilt or judgment or self-criticism attached to it.
1: Yeah.
0: Um so now it feels pretty healthy and like you said about the combination of intellect and emotion, I can typically think of something through, take it into my body and feel if it's true and then go back to the intellect and go, yeah, okay, this is where we can balance that out a bit more and just kind of wow. bounce between the two.
1: Wow, that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's pretty amazing. Um, yeah, I love that. And I think you have like Black Moon Lilith here, like contributing to that because it's like Black Moon Lilith give, gives you lessons like if you're transforming of course there's a lesson that comes out of it Um, Mm. and maybe sometimes the lesson from this placement is not everything's that deep um, which can be a hard thing to learn when you're trying to like Mm. um, be better all the time or like Mm -hmm. get forced into being reborn (laughs) Um.
0: you mean (laughs) that leaf falling wasn't a sign that (laughs) yeah
1: Pretty much. Um, and it, it's basically saying to surrender. Like, you don't need to be scared of losing things or... Yeah, that sort of idea, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. And and, with,
1: sorry, there no, you go.
0: With it being a subconscious fear of, say, like, around health or um, losing attractiveness, is that something that would, like, manifest into your life where you would lose health potentially to then go through the transformation because it was a subconscious fear
1: potentially if, yeah
0: like yeah. let's say if the placement um, made contact with current transitory potentially. planets. Am, am i using that correctly yeah
1: yeah cool. yeah transiting yeah transiting um sure um but you do have i don't really want to talk about aspects but you do have a lot of like good aspects like you're pretty supported in your health in Mm. your chart so
0: maybe you could just briefly say what aspects are but don't go into it yeah
1: so in the middle of the chart you have these like lines and they're the aspects so these blue lines they're like easy aspects um where so your venus is this is called trining with the little triangle trining like planets over here so they're supporting each other they're making something a bit easier for you. Like you don't really need to think about it. It's just something that comes natural to you. Um, whereas these red lines are like challenging aspects. They're called oppositions and squares. Um, so there's a bit of difficulty there. Like sudden mm. is opposite your south node, which means something, um, yeah.
0: Yeah, and it gets, like, pretty involved once you start looking at aspects.
1: So, yeah, that adds the, like, depth and the richness to the right chart.
0: So we'll stay to the outer wheel Yes, because
1: this will take hours. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Um, yeah, is there anything else I want to say about the sixth house? I didn't really talk, like, Scorpio, I didn't say what Scorpio is like. Like, Scorpio is like, did I?
0: A little bit. Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah. Passionate, um people say like Scorpios are the best at sex or whatever, but like I think what people are talking about there is Scorpio desires to merge to like
0: Yeah Yeah. union. Yeah.
1: Um they want to melt into someone or people. Yeah. And I think that's what it's about. Um I mean I don't know I'm not Scorpio, but Yes. Plus,
0: Scorpios can be like quite um, focused and like passionate or obsessive. And yes, like, they can. So that like coupled with like desire for emotional depth mm-hmm. and union yep. makes sense where that meme comes from.
1: Exactly, and like like what is more like you're so close to someone when you're like intimate with them. Like yeah, that. like and that
0: that's probably the word, isn't it? Intimacy.
1: Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Um, you have Saturn here in Capricorn, so there are things in our lives called like major transits where Saturn takes like 30, 29, 30 years to move around and meet your Saturn. Mm. So like a couple of years ago, you had your Saturn return, um, which is your sort of like coming of age in astrology. And it's like two and a half years where some like really big stuff happens. Um,
0: it's usually a two year period.
1: Two and a half, yeah. Yeah. And it happens every 30 years. Yeah. Um, so I'd imagine some stuff went on there for you relating to the eighth house, like maybe to investments or like shared resources, like things mm. you owned. Um, yep. Like sexuality, sexual transformation. Um, what's interesting here is you have what's called the vertex,
0: mm.
1: um, which... I I don't have a like deep understanding of it, but from what I can like from what I do understand, a vertex the vertex represents like the energy of people in your life who you'll cross paths with who change the direction of your life. But like it can be really subtle. It can be like you gain a new perspective mm. on something. It can be trivial. It can be like massive. Um, Or they, like, steer you down a different career path or something. Okay. Um, So, because it's in Capricorn, you could... Anyone with a dominant Capricorn-type energy probably is influential or has been influential in your life.
0: Yeah, interesting. This is when it's really helpful to know everyone's Sun-sign
1: and be
0: like, yes, that.
1: (laughs) Yeah it's it's kind of helpful but it's also like when I'm, I'm i've got the same like capricorn um vertex so when i meet like a capricorn rising i'm like hey <laughs> um
0: is that so if it's a capricorn rising
1: oh well a cat like a capricorn rising like your rising sign is pretty dominant in ah okay most people i don't know if i'd say most but it can be like yeah, you can assume yeah yeah um and like me personally when i have met capricorn risings like everything changes not everything some things change
0: yeah yeah i'm with you though
1: yeah um yeah and then also in your eighth house you have uh sorry i'm not really tying this house together very well that's but all right. you also have your north node um and this is really interesting because it's at zero degrees which is called a critical degree but I feel like I don't know enough to get into that. But it's in Aquarius, and I think you have quite a lot of um, Capricorn in here, which is very, like, hardworking, like Mm. I said before, and, like, establishments and that sort of thing. And then you've got Aquarius North Node, which is, like... Aquarius is, like, um, humanitarian... And embraces technology and wants to bring people together and wants to be progressive, mm. which is that it's unorthodox compared to, but it's still interested in like establishment, but in a really progressive, unorthodox way. Yeah, compared to Capricorn, which is based in tradition, uh, and like
0: okay, pleasing
1: the father or however you want to frame yeah. it. Um, and the North Node is an energy you can if you choose to embrace and learn like learn from your fellow aquarius people because it will help you to like take on these sorts of ideas your north node like drives you to where you want to be it helps you um it like can fuel you towards your goals um so pay attention to your aquarius friends
0: <laughs> all right
1: um we just read about aquarius
0: and the fact that that's in the eighth house Does that mean, like, those things of embracing technology, like being progressive, will be applied to sharing resources and that sort of thing? Yes. Mainly?
1: So, like, an example could be uh, investing in cryptocurrency because that's progressive, and Mm. that's, like, based in technology, and Aquarius loves technology. Yeah. And that involves the people, like, it's for the people. Yeah. Or it can be. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: That's an example in the eighth house.
0: Yeah, interesting. Yeah, and I definitely agreed with everything that you said around the well I guess everyone's if everyone has a north node yeah yeah so like everyone kind of has some degree of like embracing like how because does that mean everyone like has some degree of embracing technology and those things or how does that work ah
1: so I'm saying that because your north node is in Aquarius ah okay and Aquarius is concerned with Technology, whereas my north node's in Capricorn, so I'm I need to be more like hardworking and self discipline and consider tradition, yeah, that sort of thing. Gotcha. Um, and that's something I personally struggle with for sure. And then opposite your north node, you have your south node, so that's an Mm. energy you're familiar with. If you believe in past lives, perhaps you were a Leo because it's in Leo, or like you had Leo qualities and... Interesting. Leo likes to be seen and Leo likes to build others up to be seen and they're warm and that sort of thing. So maybe you're comfortable in that energy. Yeah. But then you might not be because of this Chiron conjunct it, but I don't want to go into that. (laughs) Um, Yeah so that's like an energy you're comfortable with potentially
0: yeah interesting
1: so you don't want to you don't want to do more leo things
0: (laughs) beautiful yeah yeah so that's quite insightful like that's yeah definitely resonated with everything that you mentioned there nothing felt like i was like no that's not me so oh
1: okay cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. that feels good for me <laughs> yeah yeah definitely
0: um and like you know even though sometimes you can kind of know these things about yourself I think it's really helpful to have it reflected to you in like you know a container like and half hour hour reading where it's like oh yeah that that is me yeah and it's a good reminder like you know when you get it condensed like this because often a lot of the things you mention there are things that you've uncovered about yourself through self-work over the last like 10 years and you don't always you know have that put to you so
1: yeah and it's interesting when you hear someone else say it to you in like other words or like yeah from a new perspective or from a new framework
0: yeah exactly it
1: can be really validating
0: and so today that was like a bit of a impromptu we we're on a couch on an island in <laughs> thailand um but you do offer um birth chart readings for people and so i'll list that link in the show notes so people can get in contact with you thank you yeah I'd awesome. be
1: happy to do that
0: beautiful well thank you for doing that today it was good to share your insight to my birth chart and a bit about astrology
1: thank you i really enjoyed that
0: yeah awesome thanks julia no worries this is a bit of an afterthought to the podcast with julia so she mentioned something that i'll have to listen back to where a part of my planetary alignment indicates that there will be a intellectual seeking and like inner awareness and she commented like isn't that exhausting and I was like no no it's kind of my way and as I've actually sat down and meditated tonight I've realized actually it is and when I meditate it gives me a break from that and that's really important that I do meditate to stop so much energy going to this constant seeking and searching because if I don't meditate then I don't get a break and it creates a tension in my head and I only find this every now and then when I actually get to the stage of meditation and a bit of that tension releases and I go, ah, I've been trying to get massage and physical therapy, but in actuality, it was some part of my own psyche that was causing this tension and meditation is the way to alleviate it.